Is the BBC feeding cultural Marxism to its public? And if so, why? A growing mood of mistrust and scepticism is held towards mainstream media of late. It seems the public feel duped and disregarded by the lies being peddled by mainstream media news channels. The worm is certainly turning and more and more people are tuning into alternative media for a more well-balanced and truthful view. Before the birth of the internet, the public got all their news and believed it mostly truthful from mainstream media. They had no other means of world news or local news than newspapers and TV. Now the moment the internet became popular, things would never be the same again. And all of a sudden, anyone had instant access to a multitude of news channels from right around the world. The linchpin in all things mainstream media here in Great Britain is, of course, the BBC. And in the last few years, it's found itself, and rightly so, under massive scrutiny like never before. Millions of people have took to the comment sections online to express their opinions. I read, hun- I read over a hundred of them, but here's just a few anyway. One guy said, what should I as a licensed payer have your biased reporting shoved down my throat? Now you might think that's strong stuff, but biased reporting is bad enough. But to be force-fed these lies and half-truths is quite undemocratic. Another comment says, as for the BBC, I can't bring myself to watch anything they broadcast anymore. Every single thing they produce now is an exercise in social engineering, no matter the topic. Another comment says, keep it up BBC, watching you dig your own grave makes better viewing than 99% of the programmes you make. But one of my favourites is, I hardly watch anything from the BBC these days, it's all total drivel. Even the comedy is rubbish now. It's just not funny. And the news is just left-wing propaganda. Their documentaries are usually historically inaccurate, being always Marxist-inspired, revisionist rubbish. Their costume dramas are merely an exercise in historical revisionism to promote the multi-cult Marxist dystopia. Good comments, I thought. A multitude of people in the UK noticed this back in 2016 during the um, US election of Donald Trump as US president and the UK's vote to leave the EU. Now, both these notions, it would appear, heralded in a new age of consciousness in a, up until now, a sleeping and docile public. The more it attacked the US president and the more it undermined Brexit, Suspicions that were at best vague in the past 
now began to crystallise, begging the question, how does the BBC's claim to be an impartial, politically neutral broadcaster square with its continuous and at times petty and vindictive attacks on a democratically elected President of the United States? If the BBC is indeed a national voice representative of our country as a whole, why, therefore, did it do everything in its power to undermine the outcome of the 2016 EU referendum, in which over 17 million citizens expressed their desire to leave the Union? The abomination against Donald Trump and Brexit has exposed the BBC for what it is. Its mask appears now to be slipping and the heavenly show not quite so alluring and the proclamations not quite so convincing. With its reputation changing for the worse, memes and new acronyms appeared and the BBC was now known by many as the British Bullshit Incorporation or the British Brainwashing Corporation. While the BBC has always had its critics, especially with the way it behaved during the so-called pandemic, it is indeed now in uncharted territory. Looking back to the good old days of the BBC, the corporation basked in the adulation from a naive public. It seemed everyone depended on it. Some even adored it. The BBC built its own reputation as the sensible option, taking a pragmatic approach to things, and Britain's post-war media even dubbed the corporation Auntie. And the name soon stuck, and through war and peace, Auntie remained a calm and authoritative voice, even though some had started to feel uneasy with its claim to be an independent organisation. Free of government interference. And by the 1950s, it had pretty much become the voice of the British people. It had carved out a niche in the British psyche so deep and secure that the adoption of Auntie merely uh, sealed its unique status within Britain and beyond. Now fast forward to today. The will to scrap the licence fee grows rapidly with accusations of bias and misconduct abound. From stories littered with inaccuracies and glaring omissions, hardly a day goes by without Britain's national broadcaster finding itself up to its eyeballs in yet more controversy. Lessons can always be learned from mistakes which are genuine. Deliberate errors are another matter altogether. The modern BBC is an entirely different animal than it was back in the 50s when Auntie seemed to capture its essence so deftly. It's not even recognisable to how it was in the 70s or 80s. It has changed so much, absolute drastically. Now these big changes from Auntie to today's monster propaganda organisation can be attributed to how it earns its money. The BBC has always earned its money from their licence fee, but today not enough people are willing to pay for the rubbish they pump out, and the licence fee is at an all-time low. 
sinister funding has become the way forward in the hope of survival. But this funding has come at a massive price. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation gave the BBC over $30 million in 2020 alone in order to pump out fear on an hourly basis about the supposed COVID pandemic. And wow, didn't they just do that? The fear campaign on COVID has been the biggest mass social engineering experiment since World War II, and the BBC led the exercise, spreading misinformation to a frightened public and performing all the dirty deeds of their new masters, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The BBC has certainly sold its soul to the devil, it seems, and along with the Guardian newspaper, oozes enthusiasm, all things progressive and extreme left-wing. To sum up its extreme left-wing position, one must only look at its reporting on anything, anything, left or right, anything the BBC News being reported about anyone who isn't of the same political stance as them gets reported as being extreme right-wing. The lockdown protest in London 2020 and 2021 reported as a couple of hundred protesters of the extreme right-wing ilk, but were in fact a non-political protest by all walks of life trying to stop the pointless financially destructive lockdowns and a couple of hundred protesters actually turned out to be over a million so that's how much the BBC lies. Today the BBC must feel even more remote, even more detached from their own reality than at any time in the corporation's near 100 year history. It's become almost the same as the Guardian newspaper the vast majority of the UK public don't read the Guardian newspaper, presumably, excuse me, presumably because they disagree with what they perceive to be its elitist, left-wing, anti-British values. A former BBC executive once said, 90% of BBC staff go home with a copy of the Guardian newspaper or the independent newspaper. For now, it is enough to appreciate that Britain's national broadcaster appears to share the world view of a newspaper forced to beg its dwindling readership to donate funds in order to in order for it to continue and survive and carry on producing quality journalism, he says sceptically. Among other things, snipes at working class culture and tradition. The wisdom of a national broadcaster parroting the opinions of what is a fringe left wing newspaper and repackaging them as objective news and comments is, at best, a questionable strategy and, at worst, suicidal. Funded by not only one of the richest men in the world, trying to force the world to take his vaccines that we now know never worked, but funded by a licence fee paid by people of all political denominations as well as social classes. 
only the blinded, uh, the blindest and most arrogant of operators would pursue a course of action guaranteed to alienate a significant majority of the UK population. Moreover, a politicised national broadcaster is the very antithesis to the public service broadcasting ethos of representation and, and inclusivity. The BBC has massive reach worldwide, so this isn't good for the general population, who is sick of being force-fed extreme left-wing views. The BBC claims to be impartial, free and fair. All three a blatant lie. Should Brits therefore be thankful that their national broadcaster is so ethical? <laughs> An unscrupulous broadcaster could easily infiltrate our minds, sat on our sofas, glued to the TV, evening after evening. Are we not sitting ducks? Prime candidates for what is conspiratorially known as brainwashing? Most people wouldn't dream they could be subjected to bias prejudice and misinformation in the form of brainwashing but that's exactly what's happened in the last couple of decades and none more so than the last three years with a pen, uh, pandemic that wasn't with the world now paying the financial price you've got the proxy war in ukraine where both sides are that corrupt we ought to get Zelensky and putin in a ring and watch them fight it out themselves. Or the latest lie we're being peddled as we're told CO2 levels are out to kill us all, along with the planet. Another lie just to sell the next big thing on the planet, which is, of course, electric cars. Thus, cumulative exposure to stress, or the news awash with apocalyptic warnings like climate change, the Russians are coming, Brexit, Trump and the failing NHS, to name a few, jangles the nerves to such an extent it may impair our faculty for reason and logic. Put bluntly, constant exposure softens us up, our defences drop, critical thinking goes out the window and we become more vulnerable. Anxiety usurps rationality. If there are those who would hijack our minds, there is no better way than ensuring we remain on a knife's edge, nerves shut, optimism ebbing. Most British citizens would flatly reject the notion that they could be victims of brainwashing. The fact that we are so certain that we are not susceptible paradoxically may make us the perfect candidates. The BBC is now a simple tool for the elites to brainwash its subjects into agreeing to the changes the elites want to see happen. Simple as that. And, the, and if you look at on their own websites with all their pretty plans, making it sound all so appealing, you can see the very destination we are now travelling. And part of the reason for this is surely the false reporting and agenda-driven news of the BBC. Are we, the British public, being brainwashed into agreeing with the extreme left-wing views of the BBC? And are we falling hook, line and sinker for the propaganda being pushed our way?
by a corporation we used to know so fondly as Auntie. Surely this is Britain. Things like that just don't happen here. It's just not cricket. But in recent years, many have expressed concern regarding the growing power of television networks like the BBC, with influence it's feared could challenge and ultimately supersede that of government. The BBC has now become the same it, uh, as its American counterparts and have long been unimpartial, pushing the agenda of their funders and not the British people who pay the, their TV licence fee. In his memoirs, former BBC news presenter Peter Sissons writes, Part of my learning curve working for the BBC News was discovering what a deeply political organisation it was. Another ex-employee, Robin Aitken, suggests that the corporation exploits its position as a national institute. Its prestige and reputation deceive people into believing that it, in some way the BBC is above politics. To deceive pretty much means to hoodwink, to swindle, to fool and to trick. Could it possibly be true that Britain's state broadcaster really have ulterior motives, unbehind ones at that? The BBC has willfully ignored its Royal Charter obligations in order to promote pharmaceutical products we never needed. The ultra-progressive Guardian agenda of which it wholeheartedly approves feminism, mass migration, the European Union and transgenderism, just to name a few. And that in doing so leaves its subjects traditional conservative opinions to scorn, disdain and even hostility. The BBC has managed to separate and target specific groups that do not agree with its worldview or the worldview of its masters and funders. These people have now been labelled conspiracy theorists for, for simply asking, asking questions, apparently the wrong questions though, and have been thrown on the pile of discontents with anyone who seems to be conservative. And I don't mean the conservative party, I mean conservative views, like uh, Christian, white, male, working class, patriotic or indeed a Brexit supporter. I'll leave you, the listener, to decide if there's any such validity in such claims. In the age of advanced technology, spiritual devastation is more likely to come from an enemy with a smiling face than from one whose countenance exudes suspicion and hate. We not only invite the BBC into our homes every day and every night, but we also invite them into our minds. Tyrants have long known about the value of providing the masses with amusements as a means of pacifying discontentment. I put it to you, the listener, that if you are still indeed paying your TV licence, then you are directly funding 24-7 far-left anti-British globalist propaganda and cultural Marxism. 
whatever cultural Marxism may or may not be, many people now believe it plays a pivotal role within the modern BBC. It has, it has been suggested this ideology is responsible for much of the current problems facing the Western states of Europe. So what is cultural Marxism? Despite the terminology, it is in fact a simple concept to, to grasp. It's the gradual process of destroying all traditions, languages, religions, individuality, government, family and law and order in order to reassemble society in the future as a communist utopia. This utopia will have no notion of gender or traditions, morality or God, family or the state. Look around, just look around, ask yourself, are traditions being destroyed? Yes, they are. Is the notion of gender being redefined and radically so? You've got your own minds to answer these questions. Is religion no longer the opium of the masses? Does any of this strike a chord with anyone? Western European culture, and not just Britain, is under attack on multiple fronts from a collection of ists, multiculturists, feminists, Islamists, atheists, and a number of activists agitating against masculinity, Christianity, and even white ethnicity. Cultural Marxism might feel more than just a theoretical abstraction if you too can see this happening. The BBC is deconstructing our nation and Western life more generally. It pursues a postmodern agenda which now benefits our enemies and it's destabilising a once great Britain. Thanks for listening. Until next time, toodaloo.